I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for this moment. We know since the beginning of time you knew this day would be and we give you glory for bringing us together. I pray even now as I stand before your people, Lord, give me preaching power. Someone is weak, someone is weary, someone is worn, and they've come to receive a word from on high. I pray that you would use me we will give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the people of God shouted amen. Come on, say amen again. Let's say amen one more time. You know, amen to the preachers like Sikkim to the dog. Amen. We thank God for this privilege and this opportunity that the Lord has provided. Aren't you glad that you're here today? Yeah, yeah. I'm grateful to God for this service that has been provided. And I thank God for this pastor, this man of God. That's right, that's right. Pastor Randy. Hon. Come on, give it up for Pastor Hahn again. And his lovely wife, come on, give it up for the... God bless you. What a blessing to the entire staff and to all of the members of the Heights, Colonial Heights Baptist Church. We feel at home. Uh, one service was enough for me, Pastor to feel at home and we thank God for the invite and for the fellowship that has begun and we're looking forward August the first Sunday when you all will be coming to share with us amen same amen same distance and so we're looking forward to that I do have to quickly just show my people that are here all of Mount Olivet, stand up real quick. Stand up, stand up, stand up real quick. God bless you. Thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that God allowed me to be at this church going into our 32nd year. God is the one that did it. And the wonderful people are the one that helped it to become what it is. And Mount Olivet, I wanted them to stand, as I said this morning. They love some Pastor Mac. And some of y'all are in some sections that I would not recommend you saying something about me. Because they'll get happy and slap you on a slide. And I don't want nothing to break loose up here in Colonial Heights. Not today. Amen. We're looking. We thank God for all. And then my lovely wife, Princess Pam, is here. Stand up, babe. Yeah. Doesn't she look like a princess? 
And don't I look like a prince? All right, I, I heard that over there. I heard that. I want you to know that my father is rich in houses and lands. We're grateful again for this opportunity. I'm not going to delay the time. There is a word. There is a word that's found in the book of Psalms. One of my favorite books. One of my favorite books. I, Pastor Hahn, I preached out of this book um, for over three years and still didn't finish it. There's so much in here. I'm convinced that if you want to be blessed, read Psalms. I'm convinced that if you have problems praising God, just start reading Psalms. If you don't mind, you see some of people standing because that's the way we do it at the Olivet. If you don't mind, we believe if you can stand for a judge entering a courtroom, you ought to be able to stand for the word of God. Amen. In the book of Psalms, Psalms 13. Psalms 13. And I'm going to begin reading at verse 1. We can find these words. How long, O Jehovah, will thou forget me forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul? having sorrow in my heart all the day. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? You may be seated. I want to talk today from the subject when God seems distant, when God seems distant, What do you do when you find yourself having issues with someone in your life? I think if you live <clears throat> long enough, you will discover that if you keep dealing with people, you're going to find yourself rubbing them in the wrong way. What do you do? when people turn on you or causes you pain in your life? What do you do? It reminds me of the, of the young fellow, the son who was bothered by something that his father said. He went to his father and said, he said, Dad, I... I want to I know where did mankind come from? And the father looked at his son and said, Well, son, I believe God created the heavens and the earth. And God scooped up the earth. He formed man and breathed into man's nostrils. And man became a living soul. That's how I believe man came into existence. He went to his mother 
because he still was curious to find out where did mankind come from? His mother said, well, according to my studies and research, I believe that we evolved from monkeys. The little boy was totally disturbed and upset and went to his father and said, Dad, you told me a lie. The dad looked at him and said, wait a minute, son, watch your mouth. He said, you told me a lie, Dad. He said, what was the lie I told? He said, you said that God created us. But Mom said we came from monkeys. Dad said Mom was talking about her side of the family. We all will have problems as life goes along with people and situations. But what do you do? Really, this is my question today. What do you do when your issue is with God? When the problem you have is not with the police, it's not with this, that, any other, not with your wife, not with your husband, but the problem is God. What do you do when God is the issue? Well, when I look at this psalm, and we thank God for the book of Psalms, I recognize that, that this psalm was ascribed to David. You all know David, don't you? David, the, the shepherd boy. David, the man, the boy who watched over his father's flock and and had to go and take provisions to his brothers and a present to King Saul at the Valley of Elah where he discovered that there was a giant called Goliath who was selling wolf tickets, talking junk. And David stepped up said, I'll fight him. And people like his own brothers tried to talk him out of it, but David says, y'all afraid of him because he's too big to fight. But in my mind, he's too big to miss. And David was able to take five smooth stones. I don't know how true it is, but they said that Goliath had some brothers. You ought to have a backup just in case. And David was able to fight and kill this giant called Goliath. David was not only that, but he also was a musician. He could play the harp. Uh, he could play anointed music. You do know there's a difference. There's a difference in just being able to sing and sing under the anointing. David was able to play anointed music and when Saul was being harassed by the enemy in his mind and in his heart, uh, David was able to play music to calm him down. David, y'all remember David was the one that fought for Saul and Saul became jealous and envious of him. You know, it's a dangerous thing to be insecure. If you are in the place where you are, don't be concerned about who's trying to get it because whatever God has for you, it is for you. And so David was a man 
after God's own heart. But yet David was also a man that committed a multiplicity of sin. He stole another man's wife, had the man set up. And yet God used David. But in this time, in this psalm, we find David at a place, at a low place. And he cries out to God in this psalm, how long? I don't believe that David is questioning the, the authenticity of God, but there are times when we find ourselves questioning the availability of God. Where is God? I tell you the truth. I, I think sometimes God see people goaltend my blessings and he doesn't blow the whistle. I believe God sometimes look like he allows people to clip me and yet he doesn't throw the flag. Where is God? I, I sense, I sense today that some of you are here in the midst of the celebration and the hoopla, but your mind is like David. How long? How long do I have to go through this? How long do I have to keep dealing with the vicissitudes of life? How long must my back be against the wall? You don't have to raise your hand. The Holy Ghost has already informed me that some of you are here. He says, how long? Listen what he says. He says, how long wilt thou forget me? To really appreciate this part of the, of the passage, uh, I, I found something interesting that prayers in the Hebraic tradition uh, were not just request, but it was request based on relationship. The relationship between the parent and the child is the prayer of asking. You know children will ask. And then the, the relationship between the, the wife and the husband is the prayer of adoration. Sarah, she called Abraham Lord. You know, that had to be something when he walked in the door. He said, she says, hey, Lord. Some of y'all can't even get a hey, but she called him Lord. And so, and, and then the, the, the relationship between the father and the, the family is the relationship or the prayer of, of against. You do know that sometimes you have to pray against stuff. Um, I hate to hear a man hear some noise in the house and tell his wife, baby, go check it out. A man should be, or the father should be, the protector and the provider for his family. And so when, when I read this, knowing the Hebraic understanding of prayer, I could not help but to recognize that when David says to the Lord, how long will you forget me? David is saying, I miss the intimacy. I miss the closeness. I miss. 
David understood the importance of being intimate with God. My problem with some people who are so intimate in public, usually they're not intimate in private. But that's another message. David says, Lord, how long will you forget me? And then he says, how long will you hide your face? In other words, how long will you forsake me? The picture here is of a king who does not want his subject to see him cry. Sometimes, how many of y'all ever played hide and seek? That used to be a popular game. I know we played it. Well, hide and seek game, you, you have to let somebody hide and then you go find them. Maybe sometimes God seems distant because he wants us to look for him. But then thirdly, he says, how long shall I take counsel in my soul? How long do I have to talk to myself? How long do I have to encourage myself? Well, David, for David, it was a problem, but I've discovered sometimes the safest person to talk to is yourself. David said, how long? And then lastly, he says, how long will my foes have favor over me? Isn't it interesting how sometimes it looks like the people that don't have any respect, regard for God, look like they prosper? Some of them right now, they're, they're not in church they're too busy in their yacht. They're too busy going all around the globe, have no respect, no reverence for God, and yet look like they are prospering. And David says, how long? How long will my foes find favor? What do you do is the question this morning when God seems distant. Am I the only one ever been in that place where it looks like God has gone on vacation? Look like God has moved and have not, has not left a forwarding address. David says God seems distant. But the thing I love about Psalms is that if it starts with a problem, it ends with praise. And that ought to be your plan for this week. You, you may have come tonight, today with, with, with problems, with difficulties, with, with situations that need to be worked out. But you ought to believe God today that God's going to turn it around. Oh, touch somebody and say he's going to turn it around. And so in the midst of it, I, I found three things real quickly, three things when God seems distant, when God seems like he's out of town, he's not answering his phone, or he got call ID. I, I, want, I want you to know that there are three things that you need to do. 
if you look at the next verse, verse 3, he says, consider and hear me. When God seems distant, first of all, you ought to realize that you can talk to God. I'm so glad I learned that I have a call to God. I can make a call to God and there are no roaming charges. I'm glad that I can call him in the midnight hour. I can talk to him early in the morning. In fact, this morning I talked to God. I said, God, don't let me go over to Colonial Heights and, and misrepresent you. I need your help. And I want you to know that God knows the number of hairs that's on your head. That includes the wig, the weed, and the extensions. God knows it all. And you can talk to him about anything. Oh, you can talk to him. You can call him. You can talk to him. Doesn't matter where you are, what you're going through. God listens. God hears. And so first of all, touch somebody. I need some help. You can talk to God. But not only can you talk to God, uh, he also informs me in this psalm around verse 5 that you also can trust God. He says, but I have trusted in thy mercy. Oh, bless my bones. I have trusted in thy mercy. I, I like the, the Hebrew perspective of trust. It, it, it's, it's grabbing hold and holding on. But when you trust God, you, you ought to put forth some action. There was, there was a, a, a place that was going through a drought and the city came together and prayed and still no rain. But afterwards, a little boy went out there and prayed and rain came. Someone asked the question, well, why didn't it rain when, it, when everybody else went out there? And somebody had the wisdom to recognize when he went out to pray, he not only prayed for rain, but he would carry the umbrella. When you trust God, you got to grab hold and hold on. But then thirdly, I want one more thing I want to say. And that is, not only do you trust God, not only do you talk to God, but look at the next part of the verse. He says, the Lord, I trusted in thy mercy, my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. You got to learn how to thank God. Can I get somebody to tell the Lord, thank you right now? I found it interesting that there are different kinds of praise. Um, there are different kinds of praise. And, and, and I, I, I've learned to not judge people by the way they praise God. Yeah, you praise him like you praise him. But there are different kinds of praise. There's, there's what is called toda praise, where you extend your hands and you tell the Lord, thank you. Do I have any toda praises in the house? Yeah, you just extend your hand and tell the Lord, thank you. Th then, then there is yada praise. 
hands. Yada praise is you extend your hands. Again, you extend your hands, but this time it's like throwing a ball. Nothing that the Redskins know what to do, but but you you throw the ball and 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 when I when I see people praising like this, it, it simply is saying to me, you're telling I be telling God, go on with your bad self. Do I have any yada praises in this house? And, and then there is Tahila praise. Yeah, uh, we we've been blessed by this choir singing, haven't we? Oh yeah, yeah. I need a. Ain't even hating on them. They they singing, and but 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 to heal a praise is when you you sing uh, a song, but it's melody from your heart. It, it's not rehearsed. See, some of y'all can't be in the choir because you don't have. Well, you got a solo. That's that. You got a solo voice. But 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 but. To heal a praise, you don't have to be in the choir. You, you can be in your car. You, you can be in the grocery store line. You, you can be ironing clothes. And, and when you think about the goodness of Jesus and what he's done for you, you'll start singing a song. That's to heal a praise. And then there's Shabbat praise. Shabbat praise is when you just get loud. I'm tired of secret agent Christians. They can holler at a game, but they can't holler in church. Oh, he makes me want to holler and throw up. Oh, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Both of my hands. Yes, that's Shabbat praise. But, but then there, there's another praise that I, I've discovered and that's the word that's used for rejoice in this passage. It's called gul. Somebody holler gul. The gul praise is the spin praise. Hello. I'm, getting, I'm feeling good up here. I said the gul praise is the spin praise. It's spinning around. That, that's the kind of praise that David did when they were bringing the ark back to Jerusalem, bringing it to Jerusalem. You remember every six, oh God, every six paces, you remember how they begin to stop and, and give praise and, and how David got so caught up that he was spinning till he came out of his clothes and his wife looked down and saw how undignified he was. And he says, you thought that was something. You just wait. My God, I, I just believe if I had five people in the heights today that would stand up and just spin right quick. I believe it represents coming out of something. Ah, Lord. Yeah, you ought, you ought to tell somebody, say, I'm getting ready to come out of something. I, I've been into something, but I'm getting ready to come out of something. I, I've been through a storm, but I'm getting ready to come out of it. This, this is the kind of praise that I, I really learned, uh, Pastor Hun, from my dog. How many like, how many like,
pets. How many pet lovers in here? Uh, we, we had a dog at, named Pierre. Pierre was a, was a French poodle, was, was a toy poodle. And he, he's dead now. We, we can't even get another dog now because she's still grieving after several years. My wife still grieving behind Pierre. Pierre was special. And, and, and he really taught me about praise and worship. I'll, come, I'll never forget coming back from Detroit doing a revival, and, and I had a lot of things on my heart and my mind, and God just says, just worship me. And instruct the people. We were in the process of building our family life center. Instruct the people. Don't, don't, don't push about uh, raising money for the project. Just tell them to praise me and worship me. And I said, okay, God, I hear you. I, 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 I've been through that. All right, I know. I know praise when the praises go up, the blessings come down. And, and I, I put it away. I put it off. And, and when I got home and I opened the door, guess who was on the other side? It was little old Pierre. And Pierre had the tendency to just turn around, just turn around, and then jump up saying, pick me up, and, and, and he, was just, he was just doing it. And when he did it, the Lord says, that's what I'm talking about. You haven't given him a treat. You haven't given him anything extra, but just your presence. And what was so wonderful about Pierre is that after he would get me to pick him up, he wanted me to let him down. And he would run to the other end of the house and bark at Princess Pam. And was I know what he was saying because I understood dog language. He's, he barked, whoa, whoa. And I know what he was saying. He was saying, Daddy's home. God said, that's the kind of people I want. I want the people that will recognize my presence. And when they recognize my presence, they will praise me and they will worship me and they will give me glory. They don't have to get a new house. They don't have to get a new car. They don't have to get a new hairdo. They don't have to get nothing new. Just his presence. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. God seems distant. I want to tell you that you moved because God is still there. He still loves you. He still wants you. He still has a plan for your life. When God seems distant, Always remember, you can still talk to him. You can still trust him. And the right response is to thank him. Can everybody just tell the Lord, thank you right now. Oh, yes. He's worthy. Let every head be bowed. Father, we thank you. For so many blessings.
you have given to us. In spite of us, in spite of our attitudes, in spite of our complaints, in spite of our mistakes, our errors, our sinful activities. God, thank you for giving us a reminder that you are still still available. No matter how low we are, if we made our bed in hell, you're still right there. If we took the wings of a morning, wings of a dove and fly away, we would not be able to escape you. And so today, Thank you for giving us a brand new lease on life. And we give you the praise, the glory. I pray for favor upon your people. That whatever they stand in need of, that those needs will be met according to your riches in glory. In Jesus' name. And all the people of God said, Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Isn't that great news? Isn't that great news? You know, folks, such a, such a simple, simple thought. You can talk to God. But you know that simple thought, that simple idea? It was paid for by Jesus on the cross. Jesus went to the cross so that you could have the opportunity to talk to God. You know, I know a lot of you in here, you do talk to God. You know what he was just talking about when he said the fullness of his presence, the joy of being in God's presence. But I know that's also, that's not true for everybody in here. You're not quite sure what that means, that I could, that I could talk to God. What would I talk to him about? Does he listen? Does he care? Maybe you've, you've tried to be in God's presence. You didn't feel a fullness of his joy. You're not quite sure what that entirely means. And if you're here today, you've got questions about what it means to come into a relationship with God, to be able to talk with him and know the fullness of that, that joy. We would love to be able to spend some time with you this morning and talk about that. As the service concludes here and we head out in just a moment, there's a big desk right in the center of the concourse, a group of folks standing around that would love to be able to talk with you right here, right now, about how you can come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's, it's your schedule, it's your time. You might want to talk with them for two minutes. You might want to talk with them for ten minutes. But we'd love to be able to talk with you about how you can talk to God, how you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've got questions about what it looks like, what it means to become a member here of our church family at the Heights. They'll be happy to talk with you about that also. I want to invite all of those days, your first time to be here and to worship with our family. We're just so blessed and excited that you would come and check us out, be a part of worshiping our God and Savior. And as we leave here today, I want to invite you to go to that same desk, tell them this is your first time, and uh, they've got a gift with you that we would, we would love to share. Hey, Heights family, aren't we appreciative of Pastor McLaughlin and the Mount Olivet family for being here today?
Thank you, Pastor, for challenging us, encouraging us, worshiping with us. That, that was excited. You know, there, there's such tremendous power in being still and being quiet. But you know, were we not reminded there might just be some great power and joy in spinning around? Amen? Okay, so let's go home today. And let's practice. Now, some of you, you probably want to make sure nobody's looking when you spin around. All right? That's okay. Try it at home alone. Come back next week. We'll spin around. Amen? God bless you. You have a great week.